Valhalla Ranch, October 4th. It was hot in the big barn with the jungle sun beating down on it. Few places were hotter than the Amazon basin. Occasionally a horse whinnied or shuffled around its stall. Flies buzzed. Tails flicked. In the beams of sunlight shooting from the open doors of the hayloft, insects whirled like motes. It was too hot to work. This didn't stop the broad-backed Indian bent over a spade in an empty stall in the middle of the room. The Indian was digging into a rectangle outlined in the dirt floor of the stall. The rectangle was about four feet long and two feet wide. A man dressed like a cowboy had cut the outline in the floor with the barrel of the rifle he now cradled in his right arm as he leaned against the stall at the front. In his mouth he twirled a piece of straw. He wore expensive boots and seemed bored. He watched. The Indian worked. The Indian dumped each spadeful of dirt into a wheelbarrow. He did not look up even when the man dressed as a cowboy spoke. Instead, he kept his head down and stopped only briefly to wipe the sweat from his eyes. Sweat poured off him. It rolled down his arms and dropped off at the elbows and wrists. It ran in rivulets down his chest and back, soaking the tops of his pants, cut off and ragged at the bottom, and cinched at the waist with a piece of rope. The crotch of his pants was wet where sweat had soaked through. When the hooves of an approaching horse grew loud, the man dressed as a cowboy looked up. Entering the barn in a riding outfit was a spectacularly beautiful teenage girl leading a tall, roan gelding. A smile lit the man's face. The girl led the gelding down the middle of the room and tried to pass the two men without acknowledging them. The gelding jerked to a stop, wrenching its neck around and pulled the girl up short. The man had grabbed the reins. "'Aren't you even going to say hello, princess?' he said. "'I was merely attempting to pass. Do you have a problem with that?' "'No, no problem. It just didn't seem sociable, that's all.' He looked hard at the young girl, letting his eyes rake over her from head to toe. She was tall, about five feet eight, and had silvery blonde hair and deep blue eyes. Her skin was pale, with naturally pink highlights in her cheeks, now flushed almost red from the heat and the exertion of riding. Her body was willowy but full, with high breasts, wide shoulders, and long legs. She might have been an internationally celebrated model— with a delicate motion, she reached up and wiped the sweat from her upper lip. She ignored the man's leer. "'Hello, Aldo,' she said. "'Will that do?' "'That will do nicely, but what is the hurry?' "'I'd like to rub Orfeo down, cool him out, and wash him off, the way you showed me, remember?' "'Yes, I remember, and you are a very good student.' He paused and smiled. "'There are many other things I can teach you, now that you're older.' He smiled again. He had a ruggedly handsome face, with a smooth olive complexion and a well-trimmed mustache, jet black, like his hair. His forearms were laced with veins and muscles, and altogether he had the sturdy bill typical of many Sicilians. His eyes were deep brown, large and penetrating. Above his left eye a white scar curled like a button-hook. "'I think I've had enough lessons from you for one life, if you don't mind.' I mind. Believe me, I mind. The girl started to lead the gelding away, but the man yanked hard on the reins, and the horse halted, its head swinging back hard. 
The girl sighed and took a deep breath. What is it, Aldo? I wondered why you didn't ask me about the work here. I didn't think it was any of my business. It is part of all of our business. Your mother has ordered this hole dug for a purpose by my friend here, who tried recently to steal one of your mother's prized possessions. I assume this is the man who tried to steal Faust. That is correct. I wish he had succeeded, the girl said. Why? Faust is a bad horse. I hate him. Faust is a good horse. You will see. I hope not. And you will see what your mother will do to those who try to take him from here. I will not. I take no interest in my mother's doings. The man laughed. You will take an interest in what happens here tomorrow. I know that. Your mother has told me. How? She's in Europe. She called. She will be back tonight, and tomorrow we will teach you why my friend here is so busy digging.